Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Who I've just been informed by Jordan is apparently just, uh, you know, the, the gap is closing. On, gap host, is closing. on husbandship? On husbandship. Just, I'm just saying. What? It, that's, that's what I've been informed. I haven't looked at the numbers myself. I'm just saying, you know, the, 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 it's as close as it's ever been. It would be a Christmas miserable I mean, it depends on your point of view. It really does. It really, I mean, it really, really, really does. What is the opposite of a miracle? Okay, well, here, maybe. A play? Maybe as a, as a, as a, as a play for, for the Buzzy Bee plant fans at home, we'll just, we'll just launch right away with, with a corny joke. Oh, okay. There you, you know, go. Well, Everyone loves a good corny joke. I think it's a good one, too. Okay. It's like, I mean, it could be like almost the official corny joke of the pop. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, like, 105 uh, episodes in. Right, yeah we, yeah. we finally got there. That's <laughs> what we've really been doing is is in hunt for the one true corny joke. Yeah, I feel like now I've overhyped it. Yeah, it's no. a, it's a good joke. It's okay. a solid joke. It's a, okay. So it, it's from Ariel Davies who says, "What do you call a unicorn's father?" A unicorn's father, like popcorn. Oh, popcorn. 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 Yeah. It is. Oh, Excellent. Man. Plus, plus unicorns. Awesome, dude. I feel like unicorns are making a serious comeback at the moment. Like w- unicorns are in vogue. They are unicorns <clears throat> and rainbows. Yes, like, both things that I think it is mm-hmm. a good time to be a unicorn and or rainbow. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of both. I, I don't. Yeah, I agree. Maybe we need. Maybe we need. Okay, okay. Like okay. La- last Wait. week at the flag, like uh, submissions, mm-hmm. we we had the person who had drawn like a popped piece of popcorn that looked like a duck yeah and they called it a duck corn yeah maybe it's really a popcorn does a would a duck corn actually be like a like a unicorn duck like a are you right are you a duck corn a duck with a unicorn's horn (laughs) yeah has that does that exist are you telling me this is on the table right now (laughs) the the unicorn duck the The, duck corn the duck corn the duck corn which is perfect because it's also Got popcorn in it. It's got popcorn in it. It's all coming together, Ben. It is. It is the Venn diagram of all of our favorite things. Yes. It's also unicorns are like, I would say mostly horses, which are great. And you love horses. I do love horses. So that fits as well. This is going great. All things are coming together. The duck corn. The duck corn. The the official mascot of the pop, which is in fact a duck that is a unicorn and I guess also a father because we are both fathers. That's right. Or pops, as it were. Pops, as it were, per the the answer to the one true corny joke. (laughs) Maybe maybe what we need to do is insist that our children refer to us as pop. Well, they all. This is funny. Like our dad is already Papa John. He is. Yeah, he is, yeah. which is also a pizza place. <clears throat> it is of nice. which I am apparently 
I have been put on the no delivery list for the local Papa John's. You have. Did and it you wasn't, know this? I did know this. Yeah. It wasn't your fault. It, this is, it's infuriating to me it, because. It kind of is. Yeah. yeah. Look, there's an eternal struggle between which of like three big pizza places is like your family's go-to for, you know, delivery party style pizza. Whatever the black box is from Domino's right now yeah. is amazing. They are, I would say it is good. And I've been forced to rely on Domino's recently because I've been putting up the no delivery list for Papa John's. I think I'm the only one in our family who prefers Papa John's. Oh, um, interesting. Ever, okay. Like, I think you and Beth and mom all prefer Domino's, which, you know, it's fine. Domino's is a good choice. I, uh, at least it's not Pizza <clears throat> Hut. No, but, see, I was going to say, I've gone through the... I've gone oh, through no, what, the, are you a hut man? I love the oh, hut. I love hut the hut. Okay. I mean, uh, like, I think it is so spectacularly good but in our area or maybe even globally they're like they're like closing all of them are closing so like i can't even get it delivered to my house anymore wow i have to go to like the taco bell pizza hut to get like a personal pan pizza (laughs) the taco bell pizza the ph2 ph2 but like you may as well just get the black box from domino's then which is just a large pan pizza yeah, it, it yeah. is, and it's that same style of like deep dish, like whatever. Yeah. But but, and, and I will say that that's been the thing. That's a new offering from Domino's. Yeah. So we found that we've been going that way. <clears throat> anyway, tell the story about how you got blacklisted. It's so it's so frustrating. Yeah. So one night, um, I was streaming on uh, Super Carlin Gaming. Yeah. Like I was just playing. I don't even remember what I was playing. It doesn't really matter. Not relevant to the story. But as I was streaming, I'm sure you've uh, like if you're uh, you're familiar with the stories where people will like try and call pranks on people and then like what have to watch the person react to it live and like that's the prank like either like i know swatting was like a thing where people would call like police on people's houses while they were streaming really bad really Re- bad really like really don't do this super duper not cool yeah definitely don't do this ever uh it is an insane invasion of privacy and extremely rude and do not do it it's not cool Whoever you are, you are better than this. I I have faith in you. I forgive you, but I know you can do better. I don't know what what brought you to do it, but whatever. I like to think that the person is in fact listening, and they were like, "Oh, I didn't know." Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, but at least he believes in me that I can do better. You can do better. I don't know what this, what 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 path your life took that you thought this would be a good idea. It wasn't, but it's okay. Um. Anyway, I was streaming, and all of us, and it's like you know, ten or eleven at night. Uh, everyone is already in bed. Uh, except for me in the house, including like Beth, all the kids. And someone is just banging on the door at like 1030 at night. And Beth is like freaking out because she's like, what's going on? No doubt. It would freak me out. Yeah, I I am like not a fan of of late night visitors. Yeah, no, no one is. And (laughs) I like, you know, immediately come up to investigate like what is going on? Who like what emergency is happening? Right. The emergency is absolutely nothing. Um other than that basically someone has called someone has found a way to locate my home address super not cool um and then called in a pizza order from uh pizza hut and domino's and papa john's to all come to my house uh basically at the same time so i got out there and there were already two pizza guys out there with pizzas so uh similar delivery time for everyone i guess Uh, (laughs) learned that there's that so there's that not that it matters because then they're like like they're talking to me like um you didn't order this pizza? And they're like, are you Jonathan Carlin? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, we have an order for you. And I'm like, 
I didn't do that. And like, I'm sort of like piecing it together as it's happening. Like what happened? Right. And I'm like, they were like cash orders too. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. They're like all they're certainly, (laughs) yeah, they're not paid for. It's not like someone bought me three pizzas. Right. Right. That at least would have been very rude and still bad, but at least I would have had pizza. Right. Right. Yeah. They're like, you owe us money. And I'm like, I didn't order this pizza. And they're like, all right, we're going to take you off our no de- you're, you're being put on our no delivery list. This is, they're like, they're like looking at me like, because this right here, this is a waste of money. Like the pizza. Right, right, like, right. They yes. just wasted ingredients. And I'm like, I agree with you. <laughs> right. It is. It's like, hold on. Like, can, I, can I stand next to you be, like yeah. to, to assure you, I too am right. upset yeah. at this situation. Look, we are... <laughs> We we here the three of us you Papa John's guy you Domino's guy me we are all victims in right. the situation right okay me more than you and your five dollar pizza all right someone has invaded my privacy and inconvenienced you I understand why are you punishing me because someone did this to me it's very yeah. frustrating I, I mean the 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 message to go out there though is that this is not something that will work again at the very least so there's that that's true that, yeah that's, that's a that's a very very thin crust silver lining yeah oh well, nice thin crust thanks. reference yeah thanks thanks anyway so i guess there's that but now i can't now if i want <clears> papa john's i have to either get pickup or you know yeah basically pickup because who's when's the last time anyone ate at the pizza place here's the thing oh that's a good question yeah that's a very good question i feel like growing up we had um like this reader of the month club i don't even remember how this worked but somehow some way you could get a like pizza hut personal pan uh, pizza yeah, what was for, like reading a book there was like an accelerated reader reward yeah for uh pizza hut and yeah i loved it me uh, too because it was like i i think this was the thing is that growing up we had our our parents are both from the state of new york growing up and so i feel like they very much had their opinions about pizza and it was that the big box places were not where you got pizza from yeah so they would always get pizza from a local place called frank's which is which is good pizza but i think that like we always, always had it. Yeah. And so I think what really happened for me is that the like the the big chain pizza places became like such a treat. Uh, yeah. And I and I really would get excited about it. And it's like one of those weird things that like it's a programming in my brain that started when I was a kid and now it like it can't be undone. Can't be undone. And so it's like now I like I, and I'm so ashamed to admit this because like I'm a huge fan of like eating local and going to you know, like the, like the farm to table restaurants and stuff like that. Like I love supporting those places and I love eating at those places and like getting to try all these like different styles of flavors and stuff. But when it comes to pizza, I feel like I, I tend to actually prefer big box pizza yeah. over small box pizza. Interesting. I know. Interesting. It's, and um, it's like, I, I'm not proud of it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's like what you should do. You're pro big pizza. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not though. Like <laughs> even that like hurts me to think about it. It's just, it's, I just can't, I, I, what I'm attempting to do is just be honest. Yeah. You know, that's, it's like, that's I'm, fair. I'm, 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 I'm going to be a straight shooter. Applaud about your it. honesty. There is a place in town uh, here, here in Roanoke called Grace's Pizza, which is my favorite pizza place. I will say that Grace's yeah, is, as far make. as small box pizza is concerned, yeah. it's about as, it's it's real good pizza. And their pizzas are not small, though. They're, no, they're they not. I'm, big pizza. I'm, I'm referring to small box in terms of... Like local business. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good one. That's a good one for well, sure. Well, I think it was interesting because, yeah, you're right. We would always get Frank's growing up. That was like the local pizza place that wasn't like Pizza Hut or Domino's or something. Right. And... I think this would have set us down a tremendous path, except that Frank's like, yeah, they only made kind of okay pizza, Uh huh. you know, yeah. like it was, it was the local place, 
but it wasn't like like typically the trade-off with the local place is that it's way better but it's a little bit more expensive probably right this was like a little bit more expensive and really still only kind of okay right right mom, <laughs> yeah. mom if you're listening right now yeah. in your car like driving to work or something when mm-hmm. you get there just text me what was the deal with frank's what was the deal well like, why why were you so i mean because you were like committed committed and I'm, I'm curious if it's like a pattern of behavior mm-hmm. like it was just sort of like you settle in and you're sort of like this is my pizza place this is my pizza place and and it's it's sort of like you stop making decisions beyond that actually it's kind of interesting because i think this could this could i'm gonna maybe use a word incorrectly parlay into a conversation i'd like to have oh okay um because that very idea is is the basic premise of fred the cup which yeah. was the like the oh, like single decision single decision it's sort of like it's it's not necessarily that you're like aggressively under the core belief that at all times and always fred the cup is the better cup for a situation versus a different cup yeah but what you're really doing is just taking so many decisions out of play right and by taking those decisions out of play the hope is that the simplification of your lifestyle will yield maybe like a happier lifestyle. Right. So, um, the, the very Marie day, Kondo, it, it is, it yeah. is. But the other day, uh, I was, I was finishing off the TV show, big bang theory and right towards the end. And as they were kind of being like, we need to wrap up everybody's story arc. Uh, they, they have this like one episode that's like fully dedicated to the character Leonard, who is sort of like he's Sheldon's roommate. He's, he's always sort of accommodated Sheldon and everything he's always done. And so they, they drop him, sort of into this like people pleaser like he needs to sort of like advocate for himself a little bit more and you know not just sort of be like so willing to go with the flow and at the way that they introduce it is by introducing a term that i had never heard before but i think is going to fit maybe nicely with this conversation is satisficer um, satisficer yes a satisficer okay. and so a satisficer is a word that is a uh, portmanteau of two words which i have written down here, satisfier and a sufficer basically oh, okay. is, is the idea. So the concept is introduced by a Nobel prize winning economist, Herbert a Simon. So it, it turned out like the way that they described it in the show. And this is not uncommon for the show, big bang to like be talking about like real world psychological stuff. But I actually don't think the word satisficer is a very cool word. It's like, it feels a little like mm. imperfect. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't immediately bring to, um, it doesn't. It doesn't immediately bring its own meeting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you don't, you don't immediately get to like to suffice, which is why I was like, I know it's two words: yeah. satisfy and, so, and and suffice. So, but anyway, um, it, it is a real thing, and the idea <clears throat> is that there is actually two different sides of the equation. So, the way that Big Bang basically describes satisficer is that you're just sort of like go with the flow. Like you don't want to rock the boat. So at all points in time, if, if everybody wants to get Chinese then you'll get Chinese because it's not worth making a fuss over wanting pizza instead. And so I think that that's sort of like the character of Leonard's MO and things. It's oh, like, right. It's like, well, what time, what time for the movie works best for you? And it's like seven 30. It's like, okay, we'll do seven 30. And then someone else is like, well, we can't do seven 30 cause we don't want to eat dinner afterwards at 10. And it's like, oh, okay, well, well then we'll do nine. It's like, well, we can't do nine cause then we're going to be out till 11. And it's just like, right. His thing is that he's just like, he's just trying to go, with whatever makes the other people happy. He's not really trying to say like, I want to go at six for these reasons. Right. You know, it's, it's like his reason is it won't bother anyone. Exactly. Right. And so uh, I'm sure anybody who's listened to the pot for a long time could, could see where 
as a, a people pleaser myself, this idea like sort of clicked into gear where I was like, mm-hmm. that that's very interesting. Like that is because that is the same way I would probably behave in right. the same situation. It would be very unlikely that that I would say like, no, 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 we should get Pizza Hut because I prefer Pizza Hut. Right. When the rest of the family preferred Domino's or whatever. Yeah. I, I would never make that fight and I would gladly just eat whatever everybody else wanted. Yeah. Every time anyway. Um, but so on the opposite end of the spectrum is a maximizer. So you have satisfizer and maximizer. And I'm going to read the, um, the, the sort of like um, characteristics of the two. And I, I'm just kind of curious to see whether or not you fall into one or if your relationship with both of these ideas might be more circumstantial. Okay. Um, Cause I'm not totally sure. I, like as I was reading them, I was like, Oh, that's me. And then I was like, but that's also me. Mm, so, okay. Yeah. I see. So tell me what you think. Uh, you're either a maximizer, a person who strives to make a choice that will give them the maximum benefit later on or a satisficer whose choices are determined by more modest criteria and nothing more. And does that make sense? Like, I think so. Okay. Um, so the idea here is that the maximizer might spend way more time making sure that the decision is like absolutely perfect in every way. Mm -hmm. And as a result, what you might end up with is really, really, really strong decisions always in that you, and, and I think at least conceptually you might believe that you'll be very assured by those decisions because you will have taken all of the necessary steps to know that you made the right choice. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, ver- versus this idea of the satisficer, which might just sort of be like, ah, this is fine. Yeah. Like the, <clears throat> this, this one will work. Um, so the scenario that they give for this particular thing, uh, especially with a satisficer is basically choosing between three different cars with with varying parameters for your own wishes and then varying parameters based on what is available within the car so this is this is sort of assuming a circumstance where just the the exact perfect car isn't just obvious and you would have to be like weighing out decisions okay so it says when choosing a car to purchase for instance jacob the satisficer will consider uh the use of the vehicle for his long commute to work and decide that he would like his new car to be fuel efficient. He may also decide that he would like the seats to be heated. He then looks at three cars that are for sale. Car one, a new car with heated seats, but low fuel efficiency. Car two, an older car that is fuel efficient and has heated seats or car three, a new car, which is fuel a new car, which is fuel efficient and boasts heated seats and a spacious interior at a little more than the cost of car two. So the, the question here is with the criteria of new car, fuel efficient and heated seats, which car would this person choose? Right. So one of them is basically new car, heated seats, but doesn't have the fuel efficiency. Another one is an older car that's fuel efficient and has heated seats. And the other one is new car, fuel efficient, heated seats, but a little bit more expensive. Right. And it maybe has like a couple of extra like bonus features. Right. So Basically, um, the, the, the psychology here would suggest that this person would discount car one basically as the lack of fuel efficiency yeah. is just too big of a problem. Right. It's, they're not getting it. It's yeah, it's a, it's a criteria. It's not there. So out. Yeah. Uh, and then the question sort of starts to become, what would the satisficer choose out of two and three? It feels like two. 
It feels like two. Okay, that's yeah. that is interesting to me. And and so, what makes you say two? That they that it's just like why waste the extra money? Okay, like this would be good enough. It'd be, okay, okay. Yeah. And, and so you're actually exactly right. With a choice between cars two and three, he might reject the benefit of the additional space of the third car as being unnecessary and a lavish additional expense, instead opting to buy car two as it meets his adi- initial decision-making criteria. Um, so to me, I, I think it's it's really, really, really interesting because when I was trying to assess myself on this, I was like, there is a part of me that will like if I'm picking like an Airbnb for a trip, for example, Okay, I will put a lot of energy into trying to get like a house that is going to be like, you know, location efficient and have enough rooms for everybody and bathrooms and stuff. And also always have like, like an X factor, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it has a pool or a hot tub or a view or an arcade or, or a, a zip line, a zip yeah. line, you know, or it's in a tree house or, you know, right. like something about the house has to be like, you know, extra, extra. Mm-hmm. And, and so like, for me, this is the type of thing where I will spend like a huge amount of time obsessing over like moving toggles and and you know maybe like trying to like determine like you know like what what like okay like you know if if we do this but then we lose that but if we do this then we do this and it's like I'm, i'm always trying to like whittle down to like to where i can get to that final decision where it's like okay this one is the most location specific while still offering an x factor and also has this okay but i probably would be willing to sacrifice on location a little bit not a lot of it, but a little bit right. in order to make sure that that X factor made it in, right. you know? And it's like, I, and, and it's, it's so weird to me. Cause I'm like, okay, like in this sense, I definitely feel like, like you're the maximizer, like I'm the maximizer. Right. But then on the flip end of things, like I said, like with, with like the dinner example, I'm, I'm totally just the, like whatever works, right. Whatever works, like whatever's going to make everybody happy is good for me. Like, like no problem. At dinner. All. I mean, yeah. I mean like dinner's pretty low stakes. For the most point, for it, the it, most part, it, it certainly is. Right. But and and maybe um, maybe it's just a bad example. I'm trying to think of anything else that like where I I might have I don't know something that can be more meaningful, or we could just assume that dinner is that meaningful, right? Um, so I don't know. I, I I just thought it was interesting, and I was curious to know what do you think you are? What do I think I am? I mean. Gosh, I don't know. I think, yeah, it's probably fairly situational. I think for the most part, I'm pretty go with the flow. Especially, yeah, especially if it was like about like what what pizza place do you want for dinner? Like right. I might have a preference and I might offer it up. But at the end of the day, like I like pizza, you know, there's no I'm not going to be like, uh, I'm sorry. If we didn't get what I wanted, then forget it. I'm not eating this. I'm oh, not sure, going to be like sure. cause a huge fuss about it or anything. Um but I do, hmm, I don't know. I think, I think I would, like, I think, yeah, the higher the stakes, the more, like, maximizer I'm going to be. Like, if we're at, like, Disney World or something, I am, like, we, like how much can we get done? Sure, you know? like, sure. I that, am, like, sprinting to places. Yes, and I, I, I can attest to that. So I would say that's an example where, 
where I would where I would shift out of the maximizer mentality right. a little bit, and I could see myself being much more just like, well, what do you want to do next? Right. You know, like we yeah, whatever we, go, we do, we can go sit on that bench. We can go grab some food. You know, like right. Like I, I don't know that I necessarily have that like. Um, and, and maybe that this is something where it really depends on every individual. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's not necessarily that the stakes have to be higher in terms of like Disney world being higher than pizza. It's so much more of like your individual relationship with what those stakes are. Right. Cause like, I, th- I would say like in the case of like picking an Airbnb, it's like, like when we're, you know, if Beth and I are finding an Airbnb, like we'll click around a bunch and we'll try and find something, you know, cool but at the end of the day to me like where we're staying is often like way less important because we're just not going to be there like the point of the trip isn't the place itself like to me it's you know the stuff we're going to go do or like the people we're going to like be there with or whatever like i wanted to have certain like amenities or accommodations to make sure everyone's comfortable right and stuff and you know and if it's cooler that's cooler yes yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. but yeah then like on like disney world you know like to me the point of being at disney world is like is to do as much stuff as possible like it's not to me it's not like i like being there like with my family or with my friends or whoever we're there with but the point isn't that i'm at disney world with those people the point is that i am at disney world and to take advantages of as much as it has to offer as possible. Right, right, right. Yeah. And and so <laughs> I, I think that's just like what's what is so interesting about it is that like because in a similar sense and, and maybe even inside of the same trip for me, I could book like an Airbnb and slave over so many of those details and then get into like the Disney park itself and not. Mm-hmm. You know, which is really weird because probably both of them were like rather expensive endeavors. Right. You know, like it's definitely not inexpensive to make it to Disney. But I think a lot of times for me, it's like once I've made it there, I've te- I've checked that box. Mm-hmm. It's like now I'm here. Now I know that there will be fun stuff. Right. A- a- ahead. Yeah. Um. And, I- and I'm not terribly concerned inside of the moment. But it's in it's. Even that being said, like with fast passes and stuff, that's absolutely something where it's like the day that I'm allowed to be able to sign up for them, which doesn't matter anymore because I don't think they even have them anymore. But the day that I could sign up for them, I did want to maximize right. the schedule with the earliest potential opportunity. It's so weird. Yeah. It, it's funny to me because the way that the the psychology success suggests for this is that people are so very one way or the other. Yeah. And I just don't think that that's the case. <clears throat> I don't think so. I do I actually remember having a conversation like this with a, with a friend of mine a while ago about whether or not you like whether it was important to you to get like the maximum experience out of anything, like even just going to the movies, like do you go to the movies for the sake of seeing the movies or like when you're there, do you like make sure you get popcorn and soda and candy and, you know, get a big group together? Like, is it enough for you to just like be there and see the movie on a big screen? Like, is that like, like yeah, you will, you will have seen the movie, but like, it's not the same as like, but there's someone else who is going to go and they brought all their friends and they got all their fixings and like they got, everything that the movie theater had to offer out of the experience. This is, this is also incredibly interesting as well, because I would say that as an adult, I have definitely ventured into the waters of like, if I'm going to the movies, then like I'm getting a popcorn and a drink. Right. And like, I'm excited to like do all the things and, and like make it, make a big, a big, I don't know, like an event out of it, I guess. Uh, but I do remember a huge period of time, like probably in early, you know, middle school or not early middle school, later middle school into high school and stuff where like the go-to date was going to the movie theater. Right. And I do remember that it was sort of like at that point in time, the movie 
was like, like I was excited that a girl agreed to go to the movie theater with me. Right. You know, and it was sort of like, <laughs> so at that point in time, what I think is interesting about it is that like in both instances, I don't really think the movie is the, the main attraction for me. Okay. It's like for one, like if I go now as an adult, it's almost like I get to go into like a nice, like cool space. I know there will be something entertaining going on. I'm usually doing it with my friends and like, I'm excited because I get to sort of like, you know, just eat junk food because going to the movie theaters to me is synonymous with like the opportunity to do that in a completely guilt-free sense. Like I'm, I'm not sitting, you know, if I eat an entire like bucket of jumbo popcorn with like butter on it, I don't even feel bad about it. It's like, this is part of what I get when I go to the movies. Right. This is like my, my predetermined, benefit decision excitement right all the rest uh but but it's it's really it's not so much about the movie that like i would even want that experience without the accoutrement you know yeah. like w- without the the extra bits right and and going back then it's like it wasn't about going to the movies and if anything most of the time it was like which one haven't i seen yet because what i'm mm-hmm. really like what i'm really excited about is the opportunity that like to go to the movies w- like with this girl who, right who agreed to see me interesting which is exciting right but uh, but during that period of time i would never get popcorn or anything yeah like whenever i was like on a date like I, and and i think it's because at that point in time it wasn't about the popcorn right it, it was about it was about sitting next to the girl for two hours exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> see this is so interesting to me this feels like this ties back into like with what we were talking about last week where you said like alice was like you should never see me like speak so enthusiastically as about something as I did when I was talking about football. Right. It's like for me, like it is the movie like, Oh really? Yeah. Like I want to see, I want to have consumed the movie. Like that is what's exciting for me is seeing the movie. Interesting. And like, this is the same well, thing. Maybe though. not it's, interesting. Maybe that makes a lot of sense. I'm yeah. sure more people will agree with you than me. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. This is like the same thing last week. It's like, we were talking about like playing games. It's like lots of people have game nights. You get to hang out with your friends. It's like, I enjoy the hanging out with my friends part of game night and having people over and catching up and stuff. But like, I really want to play. Interesting. Like, you know, I am absorbed in the game. The, even this is, is <clears throat> it's, fascinating to me because of the fact that you and I spend so much time together and the extreme difference. Like I would literally use a game purely for the sake of giving a vehicle to spending time together. Right. So like to me, it has absolutely nothing to do with the game and everything to do with the fact that this is like, like even if we stopped playing the game midway through because we started the conversation about something else Mm -hmm. and just abandoned it, like, then that would be completely fine with me. Mm-hmm. Like that would not even be like a concern. Yeah. Um, but I also feel like, yeah. So, it, it, but, but on my end of it too, it would almost be stressful to think of it as just gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we're here for. Right. This is serious. It's making me uncomfortable to think about not finishing. The game. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah just right. thinking about it. I'm like, no, right. I can't, that would, that would bother me. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> okay. Okay. But then I will say as, as, as we continue to like peel back the, the different circumstances and layers. Yeah. Like one of the things that Alice likes to do. So like we, like the other day we were talking about like what would be like our, uh, like our ideal vacations. And whenever I'm traveling somewhere, I really, really, really like it. And maybe this is almost like you with like the board game, like where there is a very specific intended activity, like where I know I won't be bored because I will be fully engaged in the activity. Right. So like, I, like I've always said, like I would really love to go out to like out West to like a, like a great big ski resort where it's like, you know, that 
first and foremost, you'll be able to like get up early in the morning and go and like ride all day. And then at the end of the day, you're sort of in this like almost like like um, euphoric punch drunk, just like, oh my gosh, how much fun was that today? And like, yeah. you know, you're eating chili and drinking hot chocolate. Right. And like, <laughs> you know, it's like everything is fun because, because like there was this like activity that like you knew you got to go and do that was going to consume so much of your energy. Whereas like one of the things that Alice would love to do is, and we've done this before, is like go and just literally intentionally get lost in Paris. Mm-hmm. You know, and like the idea is that like we're not going anywhere. Like we're not intending to go like, you know, to this one renowned restaurant on the corner of whatever, you know, with the view of the Eiffel tower, it's like literally just, this is a street we haven't seen before. Let's walk down it. Right. That's a store. I've never, I've never seen a store like this before. Let's walk in it. Like while we're in the store, let's look at things. We don't need to buy anything. We'll just look at things. Yeah. You know? And it's like, to me, I'm like, but what's, what's the goal? Right. <laughs> it's making me anxious. I'm like, what are we doing? I know. I know. It's like, like, I feel like we're only going to be here for like a week and we're doing this and this isn't anything. Right. right, right. Yeah. Yes. But to her, it's everything. It's like, <laughs> right. this, this is the point. Like what she's doing is just literally attempting to see what it would be like. She, she's almost just dropping herself in to this faraway place as if she just exists there anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what she likes to do is just go and like take it in that way. Right. Like, and, and so it's like what feels like just, kind of blindly walking through this this park and staring at ducks in a fountain you know to her is like this is what it feels like to live in paris Mm -hmm. and to be able to stare at ducks that are in a fountain yeah you know and i don't know and i I, hopefully alice if you're listening i'm explaining this well and you are not like no ben you're missing the point entirely (laughs) the point is trying french mcdonald's french mcdonald's which we did yeah how was it it was it was different and odd. I think like the the treat that came with. I think we got, we ordered like a happy meal because we were we were curious. And at the time we were attempting to do like our first like vlog type stuff. We were like, like what would it just feel like if we were you know if we were doing this? And um, so one of the things we were like we were like well maybe it'll be like a segment for us. We're like if we're we're everywhere we internationally travel. We'll try the mcdonald's and so yeah. like this was french mcdonald's this was german mcdonald's yeah and now now that i'm really like saying it back i'm like was this a good idea at all uh i'm pretty sure the treat though with the happy meal was a popsicle oh interesting yeah and i i thought that was like i was like well that is very different i do not think american i don't think there's McDonald's popsicles. have popsicles yeah i don't think so it was pretty good though okay yeah good yeah there's that excellent um but yeah so it's uh Oh man, I don't know. Now, now I'm like, now I'm having like a deep psychological experience where I'm like, so when I was in Paris, it was really important to me to have like a lot to do to make sure I was using my time as efficiently as possible. But apparently when I go to Disney, I don't have that same thought. So what does it say about my relationship with Disney or what does it say about my relationship with Paris? Well, you went to Disney in Paris. Didn't I, you? I did go to Disney okay. in Paris. <laughs> so where let's I was dissect mo- that, <laughs> where I was more than willing to just walk around and take it in. Um, and maybe it was just because it was sort of like, I don't know, because like I knew how much it would contribute to like like having been to various disney parks in a way that is like slightly more committed i guess yeah like, you know, i got married to well disney. that's that's also a thing like you've been to disney world enough where at this point like maybe it doesn't feel like you're missing out on maximizing your experience there by not doing as much as possible right because you've experienced it a lot of it many times it's true it's true so maybe maybe it's the type of thing where it's like i i there's there's like a film familiarity to it like uh i've i've heard people talk about this uh as it pertains to like adhd that like even watching 
the same TV shows over and over and over again mm-hmm. can be like it, like can be a characteristic. This is not always a characteristic of of someone who does have ADHD because there's something extremely comforting about the fact that you know what's coming next. Yeah. Like even though it's like you won't be surprised by the gag, it's like almost like you get to look forward to the gag and the fact that you know that it's there and it's reliable, it's like that makes you feel centered. Yeah. Um, but there's also the thought that rewatching a television show is probably like one of the least efficient ways to use your time. Right. Because it's like, you're not learning anything. Well, maybe you are, but you're learning less new things. Right. Because you've already seen it before. You've already seen it. It's just comforting. Right. Yeah. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card now i know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see but you can also request them to be sent to you at any time so they have got a ton of pre-graded 
cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do but whether you're buying selling trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10 percent off your first purchase by going to arena club.com slash pop pop which wow that is a crazy offer 10 percent off a 400 slab pack that's like 40 dollars right there anyway that's arena club.com slash pop pop for 10 percent off your first purchase what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is there to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits shopify helps you sell wherever and whatever you're selling shopify's got you covered sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com try go to shopify.com try now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com try yeah. So, but this is my, my thinking is I always feel like, uh, it's like, it's like sand art, you know, like where if you like, you like pour sand into like a glass frame and it like fills up and you can like very clearly to see, like see the layers. Oh yeah. I always super loved doing that at like festivals and stuff. Yes. When we same. were kids, I always felt like it was almost like I was afraid to even like think about asking mom and dad, like, can we go do the sand art? Cause like in my mind, like they thought it was very dumb and like, it was just going to be a mess at home. And now you're just going to have a jar of sand on your dresser forever. And it was just like, but I loved doing it so much. You'd think they take a toothpick and you can like go make designs down in the sand and stuff. Pretty cool. You know, right. Pretty cool. Crazy. And I, I remember going over to like a couple of friends houses and seeing that they had like a Coke bottle full of like colored sand. Yeah. And I was like, wow, whoa, you got to do it. Man. Maybe we should just do sand art here at the office. Maybe one we should day. Say, just, have like a just like a group bonding time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Why who doesn't you, love sand? I know. I can tell you who would love this would be one Luke William for oh, sure. Oh, really? <laughs> he would love sand art. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll work on some sand art. Where do you get all the various colored sands? It can't I, be that hard. I don't think. I don't think it's that hard. You probably just dye sand if you really wanted to. I imagine. S- similarly, I have to tell you that growing up, there was a laser tag center in Roanoke mm. that. Uh, for one, it was a great laser tag center. They just played the Mission Impossible music <laughs> as loud as possible on repeat the entire time. And I, I mean, I felt like the coolest ever, like sneaking around these like things. And being, oh, yeah, like, like in the big being, black like, light arena. Yeah. Right. I, I thought it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, in the black light, you're right. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, you know, I mean, it was like this epic sort of, you know, I was like, I just wanted to sprint, you know, it's like, I want to sprint and I want to roll on the ground and I want like a foam pit that I can jump into or something. Right. Um, but anyway, uh, they also had a really, really, really great arcade where I don't know what it was about it, but arcade owners the world over and Jay and I, if we ever own, uh, Jay and I, you, me, if we ever own a barcade. Right. I think what you really, really, really need is a good exchange of like ticket ratios. Okay. To like what the yield can be. And I feel like this this particular location, it was like you could go and like play arcade games and you would walk away with like 
three, 400 tickets, which was like enough to go and actually like get stuff. Right. You know, it was like the tickets actually went places. Yeah. And it made it so much fun to go because like at the end of the day, you could go and like walk out with like, I don't know, like five king size candy bars or something. Right. And, you know, as like a 10 year old, it was like you were, you were, it was like wealth. And I yeah. mean, mom probably gave me, you know, $20 for quarters or whatever the case may be. So clearly yeah. so if you walked away, if you spent $20 worth of quarters at the arcade and walked away with five candy bars, like the arcade took a, an enormous profit on that. They, they absolutely <laughs> yeah. did. And so it's like, this is, this is the thing. So it's like, stop making it so difficult to get an eraser, you know, and make it easier to get a candy bar. Right. The point is though, <clears throat> they had these like giant tubes where it was like for 50 tickets, you could get like one foot of tube oh, and then oh, fill oh. it with like sour. Oh, sugar. F- yeah, like, yeah. Like soured sugar. And it was just like this. This was like the thing that I would like daydream if I knew I was going to this place. Be like, this is the. Time. Do you know the terrible tragedy of the of Laser Venture? What's that? That was the place. Is that where Super Carlin Brothers started? The house you and I lived in when the channel started was literally across the street from where Laser Venture used to be. Literally, like, like we could have been. We could have been regulars then. We could have been like pros. We could have set high scores. We could have set high. We could have been there all the time. But by the time we moved in, that laser venture was long gone, and it was just a Lowe's. It and was. It, and it's. I mean, you know, Lowe's is useful for many things, but you can't play laser tag there. You really well. I mean, not not, not like not, not per with the permission. rules. <laughs> 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 not to say we didn't go into many a uh, Lowe's or Home Depot in high school and be like, guys, we're playing hide and seek. Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm behind the big cords. <clears throat> There's plenty of great hiding spots inside of a Lowe's. Let me tell you, there are infinite, <clears throat> basically. I yeah. mean, yeah, and and you're good. I mean, and the thing is about playing at Lowe's is that you're both playing against your <clears throat> friends. And the staff, staff. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like they don't want you there. No, they sure don't. They <laughs> but sure they can't find you. <laughs> Um, okay, so back to arcades, though, because I have another question for you. This was my other my other dilemma with, with arcades growing up, is that they would have ticket-yielding games and then non-ticket-yielding games. Oh, right. And I feel like the non-ticket-yielding games ended up being, like, super fun. Like, you might be able to play, like, X-Men or Ninja Turtles, like, with your friends where everybody gets, like, a joystick and, like, three buttons to, like, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, the problem is they don't give tickets. They don't give tickets. And so this was like, I, I remember as a kid being like, I was like, man, I really do want to go play the Ninja Turtles game, but I really don't want to use two quarters on something that won't give me tickets. Right. It's like, you know, while this skee-ball basketball variation over here, that yields big tickets. Right. Or like the the spinning light ring where you try to like hit it right on the stop. Oh boy, you know? that thing, the, the scam machine, basically. It was the fastest way <laughs> to just burn through your coins it in was. no time flat. That's what they're counting on. Y- you literally, you spent an entire quarter to press one button one time. Yeah, and real fast. Real fast. And like so fast, you're like, I can do it again. And you're like, oh, I got the nine right next to the jackpot. I can totally do this. Right. But it's like, you know what? You can't because you're only even allowed to hit the jackpot like once every 10 games if you hit the jackpot. Yeah. 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 Mm. So I don't know if you've seen the Mark Rober video on breaking this exact game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But it's like he they like basically build a machine that should not miss ever. And uh, it, it, it it's does. still like even if you hit it exactly right, like it's only like on every few games that like the jackpot will be an available target which is so annoying so even if you're getting it even if you are fast enough like it's gonna like slide you to the side right yeah right and i i have one i have won it 
before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was like, that's like one of those things where you're like, you know, like it makes a bunch of noise and lights up and everything. And it's very exciting. But uh, as a kid, total sucker for this particular thing. Um, and it, it's like, it's a bummer to, I mean, maybe this is good for parents because like in the scheme of things, they only really want to spend like an hour an hour and a half right with you like running around and doing this and if you if we played like ninja turtles and it's like 10 minutes each game we're gonna be there forever right you know because we're just gonna keep playing versus just like coin in button press done <laughs> what did that cost me like nine seconds yeah <laughs> basically it yeah problem is though i suppose if for the parents if you're like at more of like a party setting and your kid runs out of tokens you know, 10 minutes into the party. It's like, well, we're going to be here for another hour at least. And I can't have them just doing nothing. Right. So then you're, then it's going to cost you more money. Right. That's true too. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah. I guess it's a good way to teach you like the value. Maybe it's a way to teach you the value of money and gambling and stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because it's sort of like, it's like, it's like giving them their, their little, like little, little cup of coins or tokens or whatever the case may be. And it's sort of like, you are going to be here for another hour. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to allocate these? Now, here, th- this is an interesting development because you mentioned the the X Men <clears throat> game at the Laser Venture. Yeah. And this was like the I don't know. I may, maybe you know exactly the X Men arcade game I'm talking about, but it was a giant machine. You could play six players. Every, you know, wherever you were, that was the character you were, and like everyone I knew knew exactly what the X Men machine at the Laser Venture was. Yeah. Like it was. Like this a was the one. Machine. It was like a famous machine and. This is again, this is like one of those things like it was like important to me to like play the game. Like I want like it was it's like I wanted people to like be care about beating it and be like, guys, we're gonna we're just gonna do it. All we're gonna get six people, we're gonna go through and do it. But like but like what about the tickets? Yeah, exactly. well of course. So like, what about the tickets? Also to, you know, first of all, the game is hard, of course, because they hard. want you to waste quarters. Right. And uh two most people that's to say that the people you're playing with are any good at the game at all which of course you're not because you never get time to play because it costs you money to play and you die quickly because the game is hard because they want you to spend quarters and it's like you can't really beat the game with just two people or something because you you need all six people to beat it because the game like isn't like scaled (laughs) based on the number of people playing yeah like if (laughs) there's 10 foot soldiers whether or not there's two of you playing or six of you playing right like (laughs) good luck you're not going to beat it by yourself or anything anyway Anyway, fast forward to, you know, uh, modern day where arca- arcades are not so much a thing anymore. I'm sure someone listening knows about the X-Men machine, though. But I remember being on the App Store one day and noticing that the X-Men arcade game was just on the App Store. Really? You could just, you, it was right there. You could just download it, boom, play it as much as you want, no quarters required, just download it for free. Why the haven't exact we done this? Game. Well, this was, this was such a thing because, like, one... Same problem occurs in that um, you only have your one person because now it's like hard to play with other people. Oh, sure. sure you just sure. like yeah. just you on your iPad or whatever. So it's it's still very difficult. But for some reason, like the fact that I could just play it endlessly, like made it way less intriguing to like play. Yeah. Something there was I, like, like, oh, well, I got eh, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I, I have this exact struggle. And so like one of the things I thought you were going to say, like when we started into this was you were like, you know what we could do? We could just buy 
this X Men arcade game oh. <laughs> here here as adults. Like it's like like we can make that TikTok where it's like the problem is is that now I have adult money and with adult money I buy dumb stuff like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like that corner. Of that the corner room. is just, just the X Men machine. The X Men machine. And I I think I struggle with this with so many things. Like I think that there have been these things my whole life where it was always like. Um, like I, I desperately wanted like a gas powered vehicle of some kind. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because growing up, we would go to um, our dad's parents' house, which is like on like this farm in like small town, uh, New York, where they, they had this like Honda three wheeler, which is from like 1980, I want to say mm-hmm. or something. It's like, it's, it's a, it's old, it's very old, but it was like the highlight of my year was, yeah. was getting to ride that three wheeler. Yeah. And it was like this opportunity where I, I just felt like I was being given so much like individual fun time freedom where it was like, this thing goes fast. This thing can like, like tackle like bumps and, and rocks. And, and like, you know, there's that one stretch where you can just gun like, it. You can just gun it and go yeah. as fast as it can go. And it was like, I, like, it's just like, I don't know. I wanted it. And as, as an adult now, I still want it. You still want the three wheeler? Well, maybe not the three. You probably have it. <laughs> maybe not the three wheeler specifically. Cause I do think that as big as it seemed when we were, when we were kids, uh, maybe on some level it was made for kids. Mm. And now I would want something that was made for, um, right like full size Ben mm-hmm. uh, instead of fun size Ben yeah and um, but so it's it's like one of these things where I like for our friend Mike's bachelor party we went out and we had booked these um, I don't even know what they're called side by sides um, they're, they're like the like the ATV cars yeah with like four seats you remember um, yes yes I do okay okay yeah, sorry. I was the like prowlers yeah, yeah yeah I was like you were there I was there um, I drove but th- this is like so we, we went out and we we're like in the woods you know and like there's the, there's all these liability reasons you have to be careful about because this is like a resort that is renting them to you so like you have a guide who's out front who pretty much is like if you pass the guide then like you're out you don't get to play with the ATVs yeah. anymore it's not like a free-for-all like whatever you're you're basically just driving on a dirt road with some mud puddles on it through the woods. Right. And so like coming home from that, I was like, that was the most fun thing ever. And what we really need to do is I need all of my friends to go out and buy these like ATV cars. Right. So that we can take them somewhere where there isn't rules. Yeah. And we can just, we can just go, we can just go. Right. But then my concern is, is just like the arcade machine is that we'll get them. And then like, will it be less fun if you can just go? Mm. Like, will it be less fun if it's not, if it's not like, there's no barrier to entry. There's no barrier. It's like part of, part of, what makes something fun is the cost of admission. Ooh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Is that a thing? Oh, I don't know. That, hmm. It must be a thing on some level. Like, I imagine, I'm imagining what teenagers in Orlando who have annual passes to Disney World, like, do they just go all the time? Is it like, oh, I cannot wait to get on Thunder Mountain again? Or are they just like, whatever? It, it, I don't you know. know. And that's so interesting, <clears throat> too. Yeah, because my, my guess is that you're probably... I would bet that that is very case by case. Like there are some kids where it's like, I have an annual pass to Disney and I go every day yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and I love it. I meet my friends there and it's like, and you probably are able to take in the park in a completely different way. Right. Like, it's basically a big playground and there isn't that haste or need to go and ride Thunder Mountain or to go and ride, I don't know, uh, flight of passage or something like that. It's just yeah. sort of like we have our favorite 
waffle stand right that we go to when we're we like going to go get waffles right like we, we like yeah. to go and sit there and do this we're trying to ride splash mountain more times than anyone's ever done in the summer that's all we're doing that's all, all day that's all we're doing we don't mind standing in line we're just gonna creep up whatever how many times do you think you could ride splash mountain what in a day in a summer in a summer well, let's go within a day and we'll extrapolate okay let's see i mean with like a regular the wait time for splash mountain usually like at least over an hour you'll get your fast pass of course well, once, once upon a time, maybe you would have. Maybe you would have, yeah. But that's yeah. only once. <clears throat> it's only once. So otherwise, you're there probably like, I mean, you could probably get in like 10 or 12 goes on it if it's all you did all day. It's all you did. Because the thing about Splash Mountain in particular <laughs> is the ride itself is very long. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's like, like a 20-minute like fi- ride or yeah, something. Yeah, I was going to say 15, 20 in the, in, the, in the walk. So like even just getting on and off of it. Like I bet you couldn't average more than two per hour even with – extremely short oh even if you're just walking on right yeah so then if the park is open let's say for 12 hours the idea of riding it 24 times in one day that's a lot that's a lot it's a lot of splash mountain is that a challenge (laughs) game well they're getting they're getting rid of splash mountain so maybe we need a different ride (laughs) that's a good point yeah but it worked so well for the scenario because splash mountain takes forever it does take a long time in the song will never be out of our heads we wrote it oh my gosh there is not a oh that i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna sing it because it'll get stuck in my head i know i'm thinking about it though i mentioned it i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry okay Okay, maybe maybe we'll switch uh Switch topics. Okay. Transition. Okay, this is barely transition at all. Okay, because we're still inside of Disney. But I have an update in Snickerdoodle news. Oh boy! Apparently, Disney stir the pot. Apparently, Disney is a little kernel. You think? Oh, oh, okay. Walt, Jay, Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World. I'm familiar with it. Is a little kernel. They're a little kernel. Well, the the park itself listens to the pop. Listens is what to you're pop. saying to and me. I, I can't confirm this. Ben, <laughs> at, at go all, for it. Even a little bit, but but just announced part of the okay. So so when we were just in Disney recently, we were there for this big Ratatouille ride uh, reveal. Yes, and as a result, we did the. Uh, fromage challenge. We did the montage de fromage. Montage de fromage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was close with montage. Fra- yeah. We were ke- we kept calling it what we were doing at the fromage montage, which I think is a better name. Oh, okay. And what was the actual name? The <laughs> montage de fromage. The no. Oh man, now I'm just. It's clear out of our head. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, is that uh, very frequently uh, one of the ways that uh, homage to fromage, homage, homage to fromage. Got it. Okay, homage, yeah. not, 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 not montage. montage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the ways that Disney, similar to an arcade machine, is able to get you to spend money is by giving you a, a like a goal, a job, yeah, checklist, a checklist. And <clears throat> one of so like they'll have these passports and then you'd be like, go and do all the things and get like a gift at the end or whatever, or like a prize. And so while you and I were there, it was like, you know, go to Germany and taste this like German, uh, like dish and go to Africa and taste this Africa dish and go to, you know, whatever. And, and at each of the places they would have like some specialty cheese based dish that you yeah. would get that would give you like a stamp on your passport. And then if you got all the stamps on your passport, then you would go to the redemption center where and they get a prize, you would get a prize, yeah. which was an ice cream. It was an ice cream. Yeah, yeah. it was not. I was super hoping it was going to be like a very exclusive, like statue or toy or, trophy kind of thing yeah i thought so too so uh walt disney world park if you're listening again maybe take more of our advice maybe maybe a pin or a button or oh a pin would have been good Pin would have been good Pin feels like a like a like 
like a not expensive way to reward you with something exclusive, especially when you just ate a bunch of cheese. Well, so (laughs) the fun thing about the homage de fromage is that it's part of the wine and cheese festival or wine and food festival, wine and cheese. Anyway, um, it's part of the festival. And I, the way I think retroactively I'm understanding it is that it's more something you might do over the course of the wine and food festival, food like and wine you, festival, food and wine festival. Like if you frequent the parks a lot throughout the happening of this festival, you can like get another one every time you come. Yes. Me and you were like this. Okay. They handed us this. We have a day. It is a th- like my interpretation <clears throat> like is so through the lens of someone who would like only be at Epcot for one day. Like in my mind, that's how most people experience the parks It's like you are at whatever park you're at for one day of that trip. Like, but it, to me, the challenge is much more for people, almost much. It's not even a challenge. It's just like something you could do over the course of your time at Epcot for the next few months. Right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But yes. we had a day. So we, and we didn't realize at first that it was a cheese challenge. I know. Uh, I know. That was a problem. So we ate like four cheese dishes, like heavy cheese dishes in like, <laughs> like an hour. Yeah. 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 And then we went on soaring. Yeah. That was smart. Um, no, but, uh, the, the point is, is that right now they just launched the one that they have, I think for like the winter months and this go round, it's like a cookie extraordinaire okay. of some kind where the, the passport stamps. Oh yeah. Get. Snickerdoodles. Yeah. Here we go. Snickerdoodles <coughs> are back. And in Canada, they have, the Snickers Doodle the cookie. S- oh, do they? Yes. Tell me about the Snickers Doodle. Well, <clears throat> it's made with real bits of Snickers. Oh, is it? It is. Is it? It is. Because that's exactly what we put forth. It literally sounds like it is a Snickerdoodle cookie as you know it and maybe appreciate it. As and like, so it's it's your sugar cookie maybe dipped in cinnamon. But then on top of that, it is like elements of snicker bar right so chocolate and caramel so and it's peanut. it's paying homage to the actual fromage. snicker yeah it's paying fromage to the actual <laughs> snickerdoodle cookie but then improving upon it in every way by making it actually snickery yeah 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 okay so well it's like it's well it is, well. It is really interesting mm-hmm. to me that we've been having this whole feud and the then, timing and more than one person messaged me with this they were like oh no way and i was like yes yes yeah, they're listening and of course in my mind I'm like they absolutely figured this stuff out like like seven months ago you know it's not yeah. like it's definitely not like like disney on their heels is like reprint the passports y'all we gotta fix <laughs> we got it. an idea call, call up big snickers we gotta get them involved oh man but i'm i'm excited i'm excited i don't know ben i to me this sounds exactly like someone at disney was listening to the pop and was like i've got a great idea i've got a great idea because you want to know what people would be disappointed about as if they're doing the the, the cookie tour of epcot and, yeah and they get to canada which is maybe not one of the more exciting right. pavilions. Yeah. No offense, Canada at all, but it's like, then you would get there and, and on top of that, be given a snicker. Look, doodle. here's, here's the, here's the trick to Epcot. You're going to get, you're going to walk in, you're going to go past the big ball, right? That's, you're going to be like, Ooh, awesome. Cool. Spaceship, Spaceship Earth. Earth. Yeah. You're going to get there and you're going to, maybe you're going to go left and maybe you're going to go right to wherever, but eventually you're going to make your way to the world showcase, which is the big, loop around the lake where all the countries are right and here's here's what you're going to want to do you're walking away from spaceship earth the big ball when you get to the world showcase you're going to want to turn 
left. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely turn left. You don't want to go right first. Yes. You want to end on that side of the lake. Right. Because what's going to happen is you're going to walk straight through uh, Canada. And there's that look, I, it is it is a shame because it could be a really cool place. But at the moment, there's just not much to do in Canada. Well, I, I think on top of that, too, it's like, I mean, and maybe it depends on like where you're hailing from or or even like what you love about the parks, I guess. But like, I, I think past Canada is like Great Britain. Yeah. Like you know, you go from like, like you, you probably I can't speak for everyone, but I think the majority of people there already speak English. And it's like you, to go from Canada and then into Britain and then into France. Like it's a long walk to get to France. It, it's yes, it's it's a long walk and it's kind of like I think what you're missing out on versus going left. Go left. Which is what do you get first there? Mexico. Is it Mexico or Norway? No, you go Mexico, then Norway, then China. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. What about Africa? Is Africa in there somewhere? Africa is like a little bit past China. You go over the bridge. Then you're in Africa. That's where they have the beer that you like. They, they do have, yeah, the, the, like the elephant foot beer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so it's just like there. I feel like there's so much more like unique and interesting, like uh, maybe further from what you might know. Where I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a generalized <coughs> statement here. Yeah, that I think that probably the two countries that are most similar to the United States are probably Canada and England. Right. You know. So it's just like. The other way. Go the other way. Maybe you yeah. go to Mexico first. And get the margaritas. Get the margaritas, but go... But look, you don't want the margaritas from like the stand-up. You got to go inside the pyramid. Yeah. Get the margaritas at the bar. Those are the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. The ones on the street, like they're fine. They're fine. You know. Fun story about that pyramid is that uh, when Alice and I were doing our like wedding photo portrait session. Yeah. We, we had the very unique oppor- opportunities to go into some of the parks before they opened. Uh, and so like we of course did, you know, magic kingdom cause you have to get like the shot, you know, yeah, like, you like, the castle. Yeah. So like, one of the coolest experiences of my life was being in magic kingdom literally while there's just no one else there and getting to just like be in front of the castle. Like, I mean, how, how many people get the opportunity to take a photo where you're the only people in the photo yeah with the castle with the castle was, i've been there i know yeah, yeah okay yeah. it's yeah <laughs> i mean i'm not saying that no one gets yeah, the opportunity yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just felt very unique yeah it um, is very you've been you've been in what um hollywood studios and epcot and magic kingdom while no one was there Yes. <coughs> That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty neat. So, uh, but so we, we left Magic Kingdom and during this period of time, so we got married in 2020 in January and Alice and I, after our wedding, were absolutely getting very sick, um, very possibly with a noteworthy illness. The COVID. The, with that one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so like, you know, we're, we're not feeling great and it is absolutely hitting us on this morning where we got up at like two in the morning to do you know like hair and makeup and do all the stuff and you get to the park and like it was cold because it was january yeah like you know alice is it just in her wedding dress which is you know not insulated um and so like we, we get through all the magic kingdom stuff and i think everything there is good we're fine we're hanging in there although literally inside of my pockets of my tuxedo jacket were just like tissues and cough drops and oh, like gosh. all sorts of stuff uh we get over to epcot and we're just feeling absolutely miserable and we're, they were like well where do you guys want to go and we're like well the um we had like our our um firework session in like the italy 
pavilion or whatever. So we did that there. But then we went over to the the pyramid the pyramid oh my god i, was, I almost said castle um the pyramid in mexico and we're taking these pictures and i was so excited to take these pictures there because alice and i love going to that place it's like one of our absolute favorite stops yeah but at this point in time we are toast we yeah. are done <laughs> and so it's like we got like all these like pictures and they like i just it wasn't that like the like the photography was bad or anything like that i just don't think alice and i like had it in us right to look like super excited, happy, newlywed people. All we really wanted to do was get back to our beds, which is literally what we did. And then spent the next like three days in our hotel room. Just uh, sick. Sorry about that. That's okay. My, That's okay. this is, I've, I've noticed this sometimes about pictures. Like my guess is that you and Alice know each other so well and are so familiar with each other's faces that when you look at those pictures like that's all you can see is like how unexcited you were in the moment but my guess is that 99% of other people are just like man these are such great pictures possibly yeah possibly maybe maybe we'll put some up Ooh, yeah well now people people, now people will know they'll know how I feel so they've been they can project they've been pre yeah Affected, perhaps, by the photos. They've been infected. Mm, interesting, interesting. I wonder if I don't know how to fix this. Maybe I can't. Either way, we'll maybe we'll just post them either way. People are gonna say like, "Oh, they're good." Yeah, which probably people are gonna say. Maybe yeah. people are gonna be like, "Wow, you guys look terrible." <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can tell you were coming down with something. You were coming. Yeah. Maybe don't say that either. That, that might just make me sad. Just lie. <laughs> <laughs> just you look great. You look great. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Okay, let's move on here. Okay. Um. So I see that you here have a note that says that Luke got a new Berenstain Bears book about the gimmies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This was just this was this is like a super long story, but it was very funny. So for his birth, like Luke loves the Berenstein Bear books, um, and so for his birthday we got him a couple of new ones, uh, and one of them was the the Berenstein Bears get the gimmies or whatever, which um, is exactly what it sounds like. It's just about brother and sister bear. You know, they pass the checkout and they like want candy and, the, you know, they make a fuss and then they want to ride on the little uh, bucking frog outside of the store and they make a fuss and someone's selling toys in the parking lot and they're like, ah, like, you know, give me, give me, give me, whatever. Okay. Catch, 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 so catch. the whole point of the story is that like they're not counting their blessings. They're not like being appreciative of the stuff they have. They're, you know, embarrassing their parents everywhere they go and they're like trying to like teach them the importance of, you know, not, not doing that and not being so greedy all the time. Like that's the point of the book or whatever. So like we're reading through it the first time and Luke is like, they're just not listening. And I was like, that's right. They're not listening. Very good. You understand. Um, like I'm glad you're taking the takeaway here. Cause like, you know, it's certainly something when you've got like toddlers and three and four year olds and stuff like you, it's, you're going to have to deal with this for sure. Like they're going to, they're going to fuss at some point cause they want something and you're not going to want to, <laughs> you know, give in or whatever. Sure. Sure. Um, but uh, so then the next guy we're reading it and he's like, I just want the one where they're not listening. And I'm like, okay. So we're reading the gimme's book again and he's like, and you know, we go to turn one of the pages and he's just like, <clears throat> or I read one of the paragraphs about, um, mama and papa not wanting to give in. They're like, they're like, they're not listening. And I'm like, like, wait, who's not listening? And he's like, they're mama and papa. Like they're not getting them what they want. <laughs> oh no. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> you have interpreted this poorly. <laughs> oh gosh. In his mind, the parents are the ones who aren't listening because the kids are fussing and they're not getting what they want. <laughs> oh dear. I'm like, oh no. 
<laughs> it's like, oh, but you're smart. You're smart. Like, you're right. Two people are, like, in, in a way, they're not listening. But, oh, man. So, yeah. But it's it's was... almost like as a four-year-old, he's not really understanding the struggle that yeah. is being a parent and not being able to give your children everything they want. Yeah. Yeah. basically interestingly about the Berenstain Bears as, as I, I think I maybe have told the story before so if you've heard it then I'm sorry but um, I, I do remember like one of my first ever like glass shatter moments yeah. was with a Berenstain Bears book oh. where like where something happened and it was like this is a thing and I didn't know it was a thing. Oh, what like, was it? It was it was the green-eyed monster. Oh, we don't have that one. Oh my god! I gosh. remember like yeah, someone's getting greedy or someone's getting jealous. I guess someone gets yeah. jealous. So yeah, I think I think that it is um like maybe like the sister bear's birthday and she's given like a new bicycle and like the brother bear is like green with envy yeah and it's it's like the first time i had ever someone had ever like articulated something to me that i had absolutely felt before right i had absolutely no idea that like it was both validating and very like exposing yeah like at the same time i was like (gasps) oh yeah like oh my my secret shame right you're like oh i felt that way wait they're saying it was a bad Right, right, yeah. right. Yes, yes. Because I, I remember going to birthday parties as a kid. And you remember this about me, I think, as a kid. But I would, like, I loved my birthday parties. Yeah. I thought they were so much fun. And um, I would start, like, my birthday's in October. And I would start planning them, like, in July. We'd be, yeah. like, driving home from dinner with dad. That would Friday always night. be the case. Yeah, like, mom would be, like, yeah, we'd, <laughs> we'd always be driving up to uh, up to see, up to dinner on Friday night. And, you know, this was, you know, pre you know, phones or having a Game Boy or something or anything. So it was just like silence in the car. <laughs> There's yes. no TVs in the car or anything. So um, it was always like mom trying to like come up with conversations and what do you want to talk about? And Ben would always say, my birthday. My birthday. And she's like, your birthday's in October. Yeah. I, I feel like what was, I don't know, this is maybe just me attempting to defend like six-year-old Ben, but I, like our birthdays, so mom's is at the end of March and I don't, we don't have another like in our direct family birthday until mine in October. Yeah, that's correct. And so I think probably the other thing that was happening is that like, it was also not the case that you or Tyler were going to have a birthday party in between that span of time either. Right. And so I think probably on some level in my brain, it was like, the next birthday is mine. We should probably start talking about it. Don't right. you think? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I, I think that is maybe part of, of what was happening. And I just, I really got excited about my birthday, but, um, it, this also meant though, that when I did go to other people's birthday parties, I do remember always being very, very jealous of yeah. like, like probably not just the gifts, but like, like the centralized, like attention, Yeah. you know, that everybody was, was giving to like this one kid. It's probably also a middle child. Middle child thing. Yeah. I don't know. I think this is an all child's thing. I'm sure. Like, I'm you sure. know, this yeah. is like, it's so hard, like when you're an adult, to, like wrap your head around like the desires of like a three or four year old all the time. Yeah. And it's like, like the things that like they really crave and are so important to them. And like, like just like how much like just attention is that thing. Right. And how much like, you, like to you, you're like, yeah, we, we just played for like an hour. Like you had tons of attention. Like, aren't, aren't you good? Right. right, right. <laughs> and they're like, uh, no, <laughs> it's like, yeah, excuse me. Are you paying attention to me right now? <laughs> Cause if not, then no, <laughs> exactly. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, but I, I do, I think it was actually, it was very, it was very productive for me as a child to, to have the exposure to that book. Cause I yeah. do think once I knew that it was a thing, it made me so much more well-equipped 
to then handle the situation in the future. Yeah. Cause like, uh, because of course the books, the message of the book is to not be, yeah. the, be the green eyed monster. Right. So I, I was able to eventually over, overcome that over, overcome it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, and you've I've, never <laughs> experienced jealousy in any way since like, not even once. <laughs> no, I'm, I've been perfectly good ever <laughs> since then. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I don't think that's true of anyone. Right. Okay. Last thing before we close out for the rest of the day uh, is that flags. Oh, yes. Flags. The, the pop flags. The pop okay. Flags. So we, we have received uh, more submissions yet. I do appreciate everybody's interest and in, in contributions. And so if you, if, if, uh, well, actually, as of as of hearing this, we, we're going to officially start uh, some some community based voting. Okay. We're, so we'll, there should be in the show notes officially. This wasn't the case last week because we th- we had a feeling bringing it up. Yeah, would, would yield new submissions. Indeed, which it ended up doing. Um, so new submissions have been added. But if you have, um, if you would like to go into the show notes or in the description down below and go and check out all of the various. Uh, flag designs that the little kernels have come up with and and tell us which ones are your favorite we will be ever closer to discovering the one true flag the one true flag yeah which might fe- which might feature uh uh what do we call it <laughs> a duck horn a duck horn <laughs> a, a, a unicorn duck <coughs> yes made out of popcorn yes yes it could it could Oh man, it, I, I do like it I mm, do like it a lot sounds good now that we've now that we've t- tossed out into ether I don't know we'll see um so if you guys want to go and check that out, please do. We'd be very excited to see as we get ever closer to what the official uh, flag of the pop will be. Otherwise, if you would like to support us over on Patreon, we have a bunch of really cool tiers with a bunch of really uh, like varying degrees of extra pop action. Mm-hmm. Um, at the $5 tier, you can get access to after the final pop, which is Jay and I recording an extra 15 to 20 minutes of podcast yeah basically and extra pop and by by signing up at any point in time even if it's just for a month uh during that month you will get access to the entire backlog which is over 100 episodes of after the final pop yeah there's a lot so there's 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 plenty bang for your for your buck at that five dollar tier and then of course the 25 dollar tier we have the exclusive popcorn culture merch uh which for the fourth quarter of 2021 will be a pressed vinyl record uh, that will have an exclusive episode on the pop on it. Yeah, and it'll glow in the dark. And it will glow in the dark, which is going to be really cool. So that's all over at patreon.com slash popcorn culture. But otherwise, until next week, pop, pop. pop.